What's going on, everyone? We're here in Kyle Field. I'm Alex Miller with the Eagle, joined by Travis Brown. This is the Monday Post Press Conference Recap, sponsored by the Ranch Holly-Davidson in College Station. The Aggies, they had their bye week last week, Travis, and now they're gearing up for the second half of the season. Got a road trip to South Carolina. Hey, it is the battle of the bottom trophy. The battle You and me the are the keepers trophy. of the bottom trophy, so it's fitting that we talk about it before we start our our video here. And you know what, Max Johnson, or excuse me, Max Wright. You pulled a me right there. I know, I just, and I, yeah, I pulled a C, so. <laughs> Max Wright, you know, it's tight end. He mentioned the Bonham Trophy. He said he thought it was cool, it was in the Alamo. So, it's good to hear that the players actually know about it this year, because we've seen the seasons we past can't, where. We can't take that much credit. I believe Alan Cannon, <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the head SIDs, talked to him about it right before the press conference <laughs> started. So, can't take too much credit for that. Well, Travis, um, you know, pretty pretty short and sweet press conference today from Jimbo Fisher, a couple players. Uh, biggest thing of note, maybe just kind of where AM's at at their quarterback situation. Haynes King played the entire game against Alabama, clearly kind of was favoring one of those feet, and uh, kind of gave an update on where AM's at with Haynes and potentially Connor Wegman, too. Sure. Uh, Haynes, he said, we'll be ready to go for Saturday's game. Didn't really do any of the. The, the, the gamesmanship of the we'll see, kind of, you just said he's good to go. Uh, so you should expect to see uh, Haynes King starting the game at South Carolina. Said he's liked where Connor Wigman has, uh, has, has advanced. He's taking more reps because, of course, Matt Johnson is also out with uh, the injured throwing hand. Uh, and, and a bunch of the players said that they would feel confident if Con Connor Wigman uh, came in and, and had to, to run the show. I thought it was interesting. He said he's kind of is a guy who likes to have fun and kind of keeps it loose, which is probably a good thing from a young quarterback. You don't want to see him tense or nervous or, or uptight in there. He, he keeps it loose. And they said he's really smart, knows the playbook and moves forward. Jimbo Fisher declined to say if if Connor Whitman could see any, uh, you know, specific drives in the game to get him some experience or anything like that. He, he says he doesn't know. but. From every indication that we have so far, it's it's going to be Haynes King's job, and and he'll be leading the offense on Saturday at South Carolina. You know, our our good pal Robert Cessna asked Jimbo, you know, did did Haynes play better, graded out better against Alabama than he did the first two games that he started, and if so, why? And you know, Jimbo kind of gave an interesting answer, just how you know collaborative effort really helped Haynes have a better performance against the Tide. Uh, versus those first two games against Sam Houston, especially App State. Yeah, you saw the offensive line block a little bit better. There was a little bit more time in there. Wide receivers were running more routes, but I think that the most important thing was that wide receivers were catching contested balls. That was not something they've done most all of the season coming up here, namely Evan Stewart and Moose Muhammad, two guys that were able to get out there and, and catch some balls in traffic uh, and gave the quarterbacks a, a little bit more confidence uh, throwing the ball to them. There weren't drops. There weren't. Uh, they were able to, to pull those balls in and be strong at, at the point of uh, attack there when, when catching the ball. So I think there is something to that, that the offense was just playing well all around him. Uh, not only did King play a little bit better in that game. You know, Anum's been dealing with injuries kind of all around, uh, but Jimbo kind of declined to answer where some of those guys were at and their, their health status this week. He said that um, there's a key time to have a bye week. I mean, he says kind of any time's key to have a bye week in the middle of the season, that some guys were able to heal up on some bumps or bruises. Declined to, to mention if any of these players were going to be out for the season. I know uh, Jordan, we'll call him Jordan Moko because I, I can't pronounce that second name. Uh, the offensive lineman uh, tweeted and, and put on social media that he had surgery, but 
uh, wouldn't say if he's done for the year or not. So uh, they're keeping their injury reports a little closer to the vest this year. Um, but that the, it's an interesting thing because they have, I believe, about 14 or 15 players who potentially could be banged up, not playing, seeing limited action because of injury over the course of the last uh, few games. Uh, it, that 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 roster of, of guys who might be wearing the yellow jerseys is, is, is pretty high, but we didn't get any answers really on, on those guys' status for the game other than Haynes King. You know, a guy that has had stepped up against that in that Alabama game due to some injuries and just some depth, Cam Dewberry, true freshman, he stepped in at guard there in that second half. Jimbo said he graded out pretty solidly. Curious to see if he'll play this weekend. Yeah, I, I think that he was able to do pretty well coming in there on the left side of that offensive line. I think um, the right side is where they have the most veteran presence, where they've been able to have probably a little bit more success. But for the most part, talking through that game, there wasn't a whole lot of times where you had to think about who was in on the offensive line. They were working pretty decently well, and I think that's as good as you can say for this offensive line compared to where they've been at other times in the season. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty good effort by the offensive line uh, as a whole. Hey, and a guy that a got back against Alabama, McKinley Jackson at defensive tackle, I mean, he was a guy that everybody thought was going to be the leader of that that defensive front coming into this season, and that was the first time he got into play this year with that with that arm injury. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think it made a difference. I think that's one of the reasons why Fadil Diggs was able to have a pretty big game because there was two playmakers on the offense, uh, defensive line there that they had to uh, the offensive line had to account for. I think that the 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 pressure that McKinley Jackson put on opened up some opportunity for Fadil Diggs, and that's why he was able to get in there and make force two of those fumbles and and create some pressure back there. Uh, on the other side of the ball, on, on, on South Carolina's side, they have Spencer Rattler, a guy who is familiar with this area of the country, being formerly at Oklahoma. Uh, Antonio Johnson gave a pretty uh, detailed answer on what they're expecting from him and what he's been able to study so far. Yeah, you know, uh, Spencer Rattler's thrown, I think, eight interceptions so far this year. And, you know, Antonio said that, you know, Spencer's a good player, but sometimes maybe he trusts his arm a little too much. And, you know, he, he's looking forward to maybe having some of those 50-50 balls where AM's uh, defensive backs can try and go make some plays, force some turnovers. You know, we saw when AM played Alabama how critical those turnovers were for them to stay into that game and how critical not being able to get turnovers was in not being able to keep pace against Mississippi State the week before. So coming into this game, you got to think that that's something AM's got their eyes on and you know, maybe those DBs are getting out with the receivers on those jugs machines this week, th knowing that, you know, they may have a chance to catch a pass or two. I think this is something we'll probably get into a little bit more next week going into that Ole Miss game, because it's going to be even more of a, a, a factor in that game. But A&M, and something we talked about in our kind of midseason grading podcast last week, A&M is uh, uh, last in rushing defense in the SEC. Uh, and... It's going to be something that needs to improve in these weeks coming up, especially that Ole Miss game. Uh, some guys talked about that a little bit today. What, 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 what stood out to you from, from some of those conversations? Yeah, I mean, Antonio Johnson said it pretty, pretty clear. I mean, Anum knows they need to have an emphasis in that run defense. And, you know, Jameer Gibbs rushed for almost 300 yards uh, a couple weeks ago against AM. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of been a thing where, uh, you know, Anum's played mostly a three-man front. And teams have been able to just get a little push on them. And five on three, I mean, it kind of kind of math works out, right? Right, right. So, 
you know, when A&M switched to that four-man front against Alabama, that's when that defense really tightened down in that second half once Bama got that 10-point lead. You know, if, if they can get some guys healthy, I mean, that's I think that might be part of the reason why they've been running that three-man front so much. They just haven't had the depth there where, where, they, where they thought they would. So, you know, having a guy like McKinley Jackson back, maybe getting a guy like Albert Regis potentially, some of these other guys, could that allow A&M to run that four-man front and be more of a wall up there in that box against some of these teams that know A&M's been susceptible to the run, maybe it could take advantage of it. And like I said, we'll, we'll dig real deep into that when they're going against Ole Miss and the rushing tack that they have. Uh, but that's all the time we have here today. Be sure to continue checking TheEagle.com. We'll have Ben Portnoy from the state uh, later on to, to look at that South Carolina angle and everything that they bring to this game. And uh, be sure to check, uh, again, TheEagle.com, MyAgueNation.com for all our content this week leading up to that game after the bye week. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll talk to you again soon.